Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, my amazing mompreneurs. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. Today, I am so excited because I have one of my fellow mompreneur friends, Emma Jo Wasink on, and she is not only the founder and client gifting specialist at Emma Jo and Co., but she is also the mom to two adorable kiddos under three. Emma Jo believes that client gifts should be a beautiful continuation of your brand and services and are the perfect way to show them how much you care, not to mention they are also a great way to increase your awareness and raving fans. I love Emma Jo's intentionality in this space, which I got to learn about firsthand when we went live on Instagram together. You can find that link in the show notes because it was absolutely awesome and 15 minutes. She packs so much in. So I'm so grateful we can take this conversation to a deeper level and learn how we can up-level and really transform our businesses with client gifting. But before we do that, Emma Jo, can you start off by sharing your mompreneur story? Can you tell us where you started and how you got to where you are today? Yes, for sure. Well, thank you for that sweet intro. I don't know if I deserve that, but... (laughs) Yeah, I actually started Emma Joan Co. when I was seven months pregnant with my son, um, who is now two and a half. So that was what, three, can we do math three years ago? Um, (laughs) I was actually getting coffee with one of my other entrepreneur friends. She's a photographer and a realtor. And we were just tossing ideas back and forth to each other about different business ideas because I was working at a nine to five, knew that I wanted to stay home with my kids, but also knew that I wanted to do more than that. And I wanted to have my own business of some type. Didn't know what it was. No idea whatsoever. I sat there and wrote down all the things that I could possibly think of that I had some sort of talent in something that could be a business. Um, And my friend at the same time was talking about how she struggled so much to figure out something to thank her clients with. So she wanted to have closing gifts for her realtor clients. She wanted to have gifts for her brides when she did their weddings. And everything was just either took way too much time to come up with, or it was too expensive, or it just wasn't personal. There was just nothing that she really loved and felt like she really wanted to send people. Um, And so I really don't know what prompted me to say something, but I was like, I bet I could do that for you. And literally left the coffee shop, went to a couple different stores in our hometown, and then went to Home Goods, went to TJ Maxx, came up with a couple of gifts for her, and she loved them. And I thought it was a blast. And she shared it on social media. And then another person reached out to me, shared theirs on social media. Another person reached out. And honestly, that's just how it started. And it kind of blew up from there. So Um, Now, three years in, we specialize in doing client gifts, um, like Megan said, that are a continuation of your brand and services. So what kind of sets us apart from the crowd is that we source items specifically from small businesses and local small businesses. Um, And we also have a very small minimum to make these branded for you. So that's something that's pretty hard to find out there. And that's what we kind of thrive on is working with other small businesses. So. I love that story. And I can totally relate to where you were at, where you're like, I know I want to do something as a mompreneur, but I have no idea what that's going to be. 
because it's such a hard spot. I, so I'm a third generation mompreneur and I had, I think we've talked about this before. I had a personal styling business for over 10 years. I started it when I was 18. Yeah. I grew up in this family where it was like, do what you love and the money will come. And then I hit this crossroads where I was like, well, what happens when you don't know what you love to do anymore? And I knew, I knew from starting that business, my whole goal with starting that business was because I saw my mom being a mompreneur and I figured I've got a great runway. I'll be super productive right now. And then I could go be present with my kids and everybody says I'm good at fashion. So I guess I'll do this, which we can all (laughs) laugh at just like the timing and thought of that now. And then when we were pregnant with Sophia, it was like, this is not the vehicle that I want for mompreneurship. And so Mm -hmm. it took so much trial and error, but how amazing for you that the universe just stepped in. It was like, here you go. Here's what you're doing. And it was in total alignment and it worked for you. Yeah. My, so my background's actually in interior design. Um, mm-hmm. so I did a couple years out of college and, uh, my family was very similar where it just, there's a lot of small business in my family and I knew it's something I always wanted to do. Um, and I thought it would be interior design and I, I do do that a little bit on the side right now, but, um, yeah, it just, this kind of just fell in, not necessarily fell into my lap, but it, well, yeah, it kind of did. <laughs> it felt like it just grew a lot faster than I thought it would. Um, and initially I thought this would just be gifts that I would have on my website that you could do for like a baby shower or, you know, your bridal shower, birthday party, whatever, um, which we do have, but it's definitely turned into more of client gifting. And I think that's because of my heart for small businesses, because, we get to not only work with small businesses to use their products in our guests, but we also get to work with small businesses to do their client gifting. So it's just surrounds everything that I do. And, you know, the longer that I'm in it, the more that I realize how much passion I have for that. So, yeah. And I have a five month old that decided to show up um, at my busiest time in December. So <laughs> I love it. Tis the season, right? Exactly. Seriously. <laughs> Oh, I love how small business has just surrounded all that you do and is at the heart of what you do, because I know from our conversations that that's a big part of how you're sourcing the things that you put in there as well. So I love how it's like the bigger, the bigger sphere of it all of your movement is that you came from small business and then now you're a small business who's helping small businesses. And then you're like even more minute in that of supporting small businesses. I think that that is so crucial and just so needed because, you know, when we all can support each other, we just all rise together. I think that's so crucial. So talk to us then about client gifting. Like, I think we all know that it is something that is important or like would be a maybe a nice to have if you're not already doing it. I think a lot of us experienced mompreneurs probably have something in place, but maybe they're not in love with it. So let's talk through the basics of the ROI of client gifting. Why is it even something we should consider if we're not already doing it or we should improve upon if we are? Mm-hmm. I feel like in the past couple of years here, a lot of different ways that different entrepreneurs or small businesses have tried to attract new clients has just become so saturated. I mean, we're all on social media, obviously. Um, and I think that is so needed, but it is a space where everybody is doing it and that's great. People are doing it differently, but everyone's doing it. Um, client gifting, I feel like can be just more of a personal thing because it's something that you can touch and something that we can, um, talk about in a little while here is that what it does is it incorporates all five senses. Um, you're seeing these beautiful products, you're touching these beautiful products. A lot of them you're smelling, which I'll talk about. I think is so important. Um, you're tasting even you're using all your senses with these gifts. So it is 
it's making your client feel so much more than just seeing maybe you sharing their project or whatever it is. It's really making them feel loved and appreciated. Um, and it, it's something because you're using all that, it's way more personal. And we try to try to make things so much more personal in the items that we put in it. When we source from small businesses, we try to source from small businesses in your specific area. Um, so that it really is just a reflection of you and even looks like you when you open the gift. So. I think that's so crucial. And I know something that we've talked about too, is that obviously from you to the client, that's really big ROI because it just furthers and deepens that connection. And we all know that it's better to stick with the people that you have and deepen that connection than to constantly be out there trying to find new ones. But there was also that other level that we talked about too of, like you had said, your realtor friend shared that gift box and then her people saw it and shared it. And so can you talk to the extended ROI of gifting if you're lucky enough that people start talking about it or taking pictures or things like that? Yeah. So we actually did this ourselves this past year. We sent out our clients' client gifts, which, you know, I feel like we should have done even before we did, but it was so fun to send that out. And I cannot tell you the amount of ROI that we received from doing it ourselves, just because like I said, it's something that people don't necessarily expect nowadays, I think, um, because it is so personal. So when you, you find your clients sharing these on social media or sharing it at um, like for photographers, when you do a bridal or a bride's gift, they might share it at their engagement party or whatever it is. Um, they're going to talk about it because it's something that's unique and it's something that sets you apart from the crowd, meaning that they're going to share it with their friends. They're going to talk about it. These are gifts that they actually want to keep and use rather than just, you know, your typical branded swag or edible arrangement. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What I love about what you just said there too, is the unique and sets you apart. Something big that I talk about in terms of building your authority is that it takes a couple of things to become, you know, the Joanna Gaines of your space. And one of that is your vibe and just showing up in your full personality. And so I love that that can be shown with the gifts. Like not only is there the ROI on furthering the connection with the client and receiving new clients, but it's also like spreading your brand on that deeper level and allowing them to know you more and being completely you as you are. When it comes to putting the gifts together, I'm just super curious, like, how do you start to talk with the business owner and figure out more about them? Or are there certain things that you're looking for that help you show off their personality, which then could play into what, what we're thinking about when we're building our authority? Yes, 100%. This is honestly my favorite part of the whole process is might be that first call with my client because I always try to start those out where they get to tell their story and they get to tell me what lights them up. Um, tell me about their design aesthetic. Tell me about their clients, why their clients love them. Tell me about their favorite. I have a client that we put salsa in her gifts that she loves because that's just her and all her clients know that's her. So we get to put those in her gifts. Um, we just hear, I hear more about their heart and their business. Um, and then I actually have them send over any branding materials that they have so that I can really get a good visual of who they are, what people they want to attract, what people they automatically do attract and, you know, just their aesthetic in general. Um, and from there, that's where we, you know, I have a great catalog of different products that we use, products that we love. 
I'm always open to hearing new product ideas. Like I said, we like to source products specifically from your area. So say your friend or a small business friend, whatever it is, has a candle shop and you want to include one of her candles because that is so you. Well, we typically can do that for you. Um, and then, you know, that might be something that I carry years down the road. Who knows? Um, so it's really fun to be able to see other small businesses while we do that. But always trying to make it look like you, whether it's the items that are inside, the branding, the packaging, anything. So. I love that connection point too of where you said the salsa because you think about, you know, mm -hmm. I, I don't feel like people do it much anymore, but remember when it used to be a thing on Instagram where it was like you put some fun facts about you is like, I yeah. like, I feel like Jenna Kutcher had something specific of, you know, like, and likes yeah. to drink margs and does this and that. And she had mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. That's right. I knew she had something specific that made like, clearly <laughs> I have a mom brain. Yep. I've lost it now, but, but yeah, I, I reminds me of that. Like, what are those little tidbits right. about you? Like I'm obsessed with Gilmore girls. Is there something that could be yeah. thrown in there or, you know, a wink to that or not to that? But the other big thing in hearing that is this goes so much deeper and this season is all about up leveling. How can we take our business and our client experience and everything that we do to the next level? And this really is that higher end, higher vibe way to support, support your world. And so mm -hmm. I love just hearing that. So let's dive into the five senses and what to include in the gifts and why those things matter. Because I remember when you said that on the live, I was like, a, that's genius. B, I've never heard anybody talk about it and C, like, I, I want that. <laughs> Send right. it my way. Yeah. So talk to us about that. Yeah. And I think this is something that I just kind of figured out as we went through the process that I automatically started putting these things in. And I'm like, there's a reason why we keep putting all these things in because that's what people want. We want these gifts to be something that people want, that they keep, that they talk about all that. So we really try to incorporate the five senses, like I said. Um, so five senses, well, you want these to be absolutely beautiful. We want these to make them look, we want to make these look like your brand. So whether that means we literally have your logo on something, or if it's just a package, beautiful package that looks like your branding, something like that, the colors, um, patterns, whatever it is, we want something that when they open it, they know it's from you. Um, then you go into taste and we like to include something that they can eat and have right then eat, drink, whatever it is. So we have tons of different, really delicious chocolate bars, beautiful chocolate bars, just got some new ones in, mm -hmm. um, we have caramels that are ones. coffee, anything salsa, like I said, something that they can have right then and there. Um, another important thing is touch. Obviously when I talk about this, it's, I like to say it's something that they actually want to keep. So it's something that they're not just going to eat and get rid of or use and get rid of. It's something that they might keep for a while. So whether that's a journal, um, if it's coasters, if it's a coffee tumbler, it's something that they're going to keep and will make them think of you. <laughs> what other senses am I missing? Yeah. See, taste, touch, smell. So then, you know, smell is another thing that's important. A lot of times we put candles in there coffee beans. Oh my gosh. We just got some delivered today. They smelled or they made our whole entire studio smell so delicious. Just something that they get excited about when they open it up. Um, but the three things that I definitely think are the most important are something that they can eat or drink something that they keep. And then something that's personal to you as the person giving out the client gifts. Mm -hmm. So I think that that is so important and to hear like why it matters, like the taste right now is important so that they're 
experiencing it when they receive it. And the something to to keep and remember that thing that they touch is that more longer term effect. It's it's like an interesting play that this one gift can play and do so many things for you just upon delivery. Um, I think that that is so smart. So then talk to us about timing when it comes to these gifts, because I know we had an interesting conversation on the live about you know, everybody always sends at the holidays, but mm-hmm. you have an, an interesting and different take on timing. And there's multiple different ways to think about yeah. it as well. I honestly think this might be the most important part of the whole just gifting in general, because everyone's going to be thankful and excited for a gift. But there are different times of year and different times when you are, depending on who your client is, when they're going to be getting gifts already. And I think something that helps you be really strategic is doing it when people are not expecting, because that's when they are going to share it with others. So um, I'm using photographers a lot. Those are a lot of my clients, same with realtors. Um, Photographers, for example, if you are giving gifts to your couples when they get married, um, a lot of people automatically say, oh, I want to send it as a thank you gift after their wedding. Well, if you think about it a little bit more strategically, they are going to be getting a lot of gifts after their wedding and they might share what you got them online, but they're not going to share all of the gifts that they got for their wedding, right? They might just send you a note, which like I said, it's not the most important thing to Mm -hmm. have, but if we're being really strategic, strategic about it, it's a better idea to send this gift out when they book with you. Reason being is because then they still have their engagement parties. They still have their bridal showers, their bachelorette parties, all these things that they are going to have other people with, and they are going to talk about you. Not only that, but if it's a booking gift, it solidifies their decision to work with you. So they know that they made the right decision in you as their photographer. Other ideas are if you want to send out a gift to your clients that you've worked with for the year, why not instead of sending them again at the holidays when everyone's getting a gift or even New Year's, New Year's is a really popular time to send out client gifts. Well, why don't we send out a gift on National Taco Day or like National Chocolate Day or something like that, or just a random time, maybe, maybe during tax time when people really need gifts, right. <laughs> chocolate. Um, send it at a time where they're going to be like, oh my gosh, they thought of me. And, you know, they're maybe aren't getting anything else during that February. I feel like it's always a great time because what, what's in February? A hundred percent. So um, yeah, there's two different timings in that sense. So I think you need to think about what time of year in general it is. So I prefer, like I said, to send gifts, not during the main busy holiday time. Um, but also when are your clients getting gifts and when is it going to make most sense for you? Mm-hmm. I love what you said there about it solidifies like their payment with you if you do it specifically like for the photographers, if you do it right after somebody books, because Mm -hmm. I know there's some statistic and maybe you know it, but there's some statistic about once somebody pays, then they immediately can fall into the um, buyer's remorse trap. And Mm -hmm. not that it's not like immediately the gift shows up at their doorstep, but it just helps ward that off, especially if you are a higher ticket service provider. That's something that you want to make sure that that's a high level experience as well and that they feel high vibe about it. So I think that that was a really great point that you made there. Yeah. So we do that with a lot of our, we work with a lot of brand designers and web designers also. And that's something that we try to push is actually doing it when their client books with them. Mm -hmm. Once again, 
so that it solidifies things for them. A couple other things that we have done to go along with that process is like a booking gift. Well, maybe there's a QR code on the back of stationery that leads them to something else. Um, so that's even incorporates more senses because it's actually interactive. That's really interesting. And so do you ever walk them through the process of like, do you send gifts not just at booking, but then also, you know, months out? Or is it like you send it at booking and then they get put into kind of like, let's call it the alumni type of person who then you're sending on National Taco Day or whatever? Do you see some kind of cadence or schedule when it comes to gifting in that way? Oh, for sure. Yeah, it definitely depends on what type of client that I'm working with um, and what their clients are spending with them is you know, a huge, huge point too. We want this to be actually something that's good ROI and it's not just spending money just to be nice, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, absolutely. There's definitely clients like realtors, for example, there's a lot of times that we have it when they start working with someone, maybe it's a prospect gift. We've had gifts be thank you gifts, um, gifts at the end of the year, like a random taco day or whatever it is, something like that. Um, But there's, you know, there's definitely always a time that I think that you can send a gift, but it's what works for you specifically as a business and as a person too, that we have to think about. Yeah. Have you come across like a rule of thumb, because I'm sure you've worked with so many clients now on that percentage of the sale that you're making? Like, do you, have you kind of worked out a budget in that sense of like, well, if somebody's paying you five grand or 10 grand for your services, then it makes sense that you have this budget allotted to further that experience. Have you seen anything like that? Yeah. Um, I would say like, I'm trying to do math in my head right now. A lot I'm terrible at mental math. <laughs> okay, great. Well, a lot of clients that I have their, their clients spend around $5,000 mm-hmm. and we typically our most popular gifts are between 75 and 125. So, so whatever, for- whatever that math is. I should probably know that off the top of my head, but it just um, came to mind as you were saying it. Yeah. Is our, our most popular client and then their client, um, is that's what it about, about what that is. So, Mm, but we've done some stuff all over the board. We work with realtors that, you know, they, their clients spend dollars on homes. And so those gifts might be closer to $300. So they're all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it's just interesting to think about that and then comparing that, you know, quote unquote budget with the frequency, you know, obviously like if I was a realtor, you've got to pair in the, the lifetime of the client too. Obviously you're not going to send them a ton of gifts because hopefully they're not buying houses that often, but (laughs) I think that's an interesting like formula to play with and think about in your head. Mm -hmm. You know, and Another thing that um, a lot of people that I've been just finding is that there's specific timing of when you might want to start sending client gifts out, as in what time in your business you might want to start sending these out. Um, A lot of people love to launch their businesses and do all the things and have their clients just absolutely love them and rave about them. And that is awesome. And I want to encourage that, but we also want to make sure that this is a smart investment and it's the right time in your business. Um, I've been finding that a lot of my clients, it's when they maybe up their pricing and then they figure out, okay, so this is what I can be expecting. Well, this is what I want to be sending out. Um, So we want to be really strategic in that also. And we don't want to just throw numbers um, out there. So I definitely encourage people before you start going into client gifting, think about it. Think about what, if you were working with you or you were spending that much money with someone, what would you not expect, but what would, you know, you think would be a nice gift to receive from that, Mm -hmm. you know, because we don't want it to be something that 
it's just a chintzy little whatever that you get from a bank party or something like that. Yes. Um, but also something super elaborate where you're like, wow, they just spent money that I gave them on this. I didn't need that. So there's kind of a fine line that you have to figure out with that. Um, but definitely when you're a little bit further along in your business, I think is more of a smart time to start do that rather than right off the bat, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's a great point and a great timeline to think about. Amanda, this has been so amazing and so interesting. Um, I know that you can help people. Obviously, that's been this whole conversation. Take their gifting to the next level and really take their business to the next level. So would you mind sharing how people can find you and go ahead and do these gifts? And I know that you also have a fun code to share with them as well. So would you mind sharing yeah. that? Yeah. So you can find me every, all social media platforms are at Emma Joe and company. Our website is www.emmajoco.com. Um, and yeah, you can find all of our information there. Um, as far as custom client gifting goes, uh, we have a minimum of 10 gifts for that, which typically is perfect when you're starting out. Um, and yeah, coupon code for you guys, you can use mompreneur10, and that gives you 10% off any of our shop gifts. And yeah, I think so that's all. Awesome. Yes, that's so awesome and so generous. I so appreciate you doing that. If you're ready, let's move into the rapid fire questions. Let's do it. Awesome. All right. First and foremost, what is your favorite strategy to help you be more present and productive? Oh my gosh. Setting boundaries with my phone. That is something that I find so, 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 so important and really just setting boundaries between my phone and where I actually work. Those are my top two things I would think. Yeah. I, it's so interesting. Nobody had really said that we're on, this is season three. So nobody had really said it in seasons one or two. And I feel like everybody has answered it for season three. So clearly there's <laughs> something going on, or maybe it's the point at where we are in quote unquote, post-pandemic life where we're all like, we need to put our phones away. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Yep. I love that. So tell me what is the number one essential support you have that you can't live without? Um, help from other moms to watch my children. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I absolutely could not do it. What I do without help from other people. And I think that's something that I didn't realize going into mompreneurship, how much help you do need and that it's okay to ask for help, especially with my um, first child. I just didn't want to ask for help. Now I ask for help all the time, <laughs> but that's definitely the number one thing that I, that I couldn't do it without. So. Okay. When you said that you have help from other moms, do you have like a co-working situation or like, <laughs> tell me about that. But no, I more meant um, my mother-in-law watches our kids regularly. My mom helps out a lot. My husband, my husband's not a mom, but he, <laughs> yeah. he's in that support group. Or also, um, yeah, yeah I awesome. have other are always willing. So yeah, that's amazing. It's so the like, it takes a village thing. I feel like we say it kind of flighty, but like, it's so, it so really true does. and so necessary. And it's hard to accept that that's needed. At least for me, it is. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Receiving I'm working on receiving as we speak. And so receiving help mm -hmm. is not always easy, but it's so crucial. So it's nice to know somebody is on that journey with me. <laughs> <laughs> what is your go-to self-care activity when you have a little bit of me time? What do you choose to do with it? I go thrifting. Ooh, I'm a big thrifter and I absolutely love finding a good deal or just a hidden gem. So that's my favorite thing to do. Are you typically looking for home stuff or clothing? Typically home stuff lately, but now that I am about five months postpartum, it'll probably go back to clothes for a little bit. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that. The interior designer in you, of course, wants to to look for all that stuff, I'm sure. And that's so amazing. Thrifted. And I think it just makes it more special. So for sure. It has more of a story. I love that. Last but not least, tell me your most stereotypical mompreneur story. Think like kids running through a Zoom call with underwear on their heads. What is something that is funny that only us mompreneurs are gonna be like, we we get it. We totally understand. Well, I don't know if it's funny. You guys might yell at me, but um I <laughs> had a client call with someone who needed to pick up an order for me the day after my daughter was born from the hospital I had to coordinate a pickup and I decided a great time to do that and be on the phone doing that and that was the dumbest thing in the world to do but I you know I just did I well your business is another baby in some aspects right oh really if you're about to have a baby don't do that yeah (laughs) Did you, were you, were you like, this is an instant regret. I should not have, I have put myself in a situation I should not have. It was one of our biggest clients that we've had and I was super stoked about it. So it, it was good. It just mentally was not the greatest thing for me to do in the world. I should have passed that, figured it out before and, or, you know, learn, right? <laughs> a little bit later, earlier. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love it. Emma Jo, you are amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and all of this information. I think it's super eye-opening and just couldn't be the more perfect time to have you on than this season where we're all up-leveling. So I so appreciate you and your time. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. Yay. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Want more? Make sure you subscribe and review so you don't miss a thing. Ready to become more self-assured and grounded and get that strategy, support, and self-care that you need to be the best mompreneur that you can be? Make sure you click the link below so that you can apply for our upcoming retreat.